Hi everyone, uh, welcome to ELI, the place where you get your daily dose of inspiration for entrepreneurship. And today we have with us Mr. Lalit Mehta, uh, who is the co-founder of Decimal Technologies, uh, which is a fintech startup that works in the domain of banking, sales, and enablement. Uh, hi Lalit, welcome to ELI. Thank you so much, Pairanjan, and it's, I'm glad to be on this platform. Uh, love the cause that you are kind of you know, serving. Thank you. Uh, I would uh, request you to introduce yourself to our audience, please. So I'm I'm Lalit Mehta, uh, co-founder and CEO of a company called Decimal Technologies. I have been running this firm for uh, 12 years now, and we are in the space of financial services and technology. So people call it FinTech or TechFin, either way as you can call it. Uh, I personally have been working for almost about 25 years now. Uh, this is my fourth venture i've been into entrepreneurship earlier as well and uh, i think it is ever fulfilling it's always great to be in entrepreneurship uh, i am by qualification i'm a mechanical engineer and i have done my mba from iim Ahmedabad. and a couple of friends from iim Ahmedabad, we together run this venture called decimal that's about me okay uh, before we start talking about decimal uh, uh, can you help us set a context on what is banking sales enablement and how does it work? Yeah, so if you look at uh, the biggest driver of economy in any organ, any country, any nation uh, is financial services. Uh, we need financial services for the supply of money to run any business, to run uh, any, any venture or our personal needs uh, in the form of credit, in the form of deposits, in the form of you know market access. So now what happens is uh, the entire efficiency in the financial services is something which is very, very important for countries' economy to grow at a certain speed or to kind of, you know, really uh, deliver the aspirations that all of us have. Now for that to happen, so what needs to be run is the entire enablement of banking ecosystem through digital to bring in efficiency. So there are two, three broad uh, reasons which why because of which you know banks and financial services invest money in digital the first one is of course efficiency uh, we want to kind of do the same thing in larger quantity at a lower cost in lesser time that's how i would define efficiency now whether it's kind of you know delivering a loan or it's kind of delivering a savings account or any product for that matter so efficiency is one reason Great. second reason is transparency uh, transparency and you know uh, today what happens is the taking the dependence away from knowledge of limited few people, mm. making it more data driven rather than people driven is something which is very, very important, which is scalable. It is impossible for any financial services organization to leave the decision in, in the hands of a few people because that's not scalable model. So then right. your, your ability to service the market is very limited. So that's a second reason. And third reason is like, you know, the entire risk containment also happens because you have a lot of data which you can analyze. So rather than going the, with the perception of risk, now people analyze risk through data. So all that is kind of you know, what digital enables today. So that's what Salesforce enablement or uh, I would say the entire industry enablement is all about. And this is all being done through digital today. And I, th I think it's serving a great purpose. Okay. Now tell us about decimal technologies. What are the technologies we have and how do we enable the banking process? Sure, sure. So Decimal, we started uh, working with banking sector from 2014 onwards. Uh, and I think at that time, the biggest challenge was that 
banks wanted to grow. They wanted to go beyond their branches. So, you know, if you look at uh, 10 years in the past, people used to visit bank for anything and everything, right? And then the entire mobility or like, you know, the internet banking, mobile banking started when people started to transact, the transaction started to happen on, uh, on internet, whether it was internet banking or mobile banking, but still the entire sales, entire servicing of customers was still happening in the branch. So, you know, hmm. if you have to open a savings account, you had to go to kind of, you know, a bank branch. If you have to, let's say, change your mobile number, or let's say you have to change your address, you still had to visit a branch. This is like, you know, what used to happen um, maybe 10 years back. Uh, the whole idea was that, you know, if banks had to expand, then the expansion had to happen by reaching more customers. And for that, the banks had to go beyond their branches. So we enabled the banks in the beginning to go beyond their branches, their salespeople to go uh, to the market, to the house of uh, a customer and open an account or go to the office of a customer and open an account or to kind of uh, open an FD or to do a loan mm. and all digital, uh, all being done instantly and digital. Uh, so that was, that's what we started with. And today we kind of, you know, that of course continues. Uh, we do a lot more than that, which is like, uh, we do the complete process uh, of customer acquisition. So if you look at, you know, for whether it's savings account, current account, uh, term deposits, fixed deposits, or uh, lending, uh, mm. we do end, end customer acquisition process, which means onboarding of customers, KYC, collecting their documents, uh, doing decision-making on behalf of the bank through our system, and then finally doing the fulfillment of the complete product. So that's what Decimal does for uh, most of the banks. We uh, There's another part of Decimal where we, we focus only on lending, which is called Sarathi. And Sarathi is a lending platform where we enable offline channels, uh, which is like DSAs and offline channels to do lending completely digitally. So we enable them uh, to kind of, you know, service many more customers, give them the right product, which the customer needs. That's what Sarathi does. Today. Okay. Now take us through the evolution journey of uh, decimal technologies. Uh, how it all started? What was the... Uh, who were the initial people who came together to build this venture? And how did we find the initial set of customers? Great. So uh, I think it's very nostalgic you know, when you talk about history, but so I'll, I'll try and kind of you know, cover as much as I can. So uh, we started in 2012. Uh, I used to work in US, New York uh, until 2007. I used to work with this company called ADP. Uh, came back to India in 2007 and joined the bird uh, for my MBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was always keen on entrepreneurship, never wanted to join a typical job from campus. So I did not take any campus offer uh, from Ahmedabad. And you know, I, I picked up a job in a private equity fund because that would have kept me closer to the startup ecosystem. Mm-hmm. So I spent about two years uh, helping startups in India to scale up, to do better through that private equity uh, firm and i was not on the investment side i was on the portfolio management side okay so you know uh, since i was always keen on entrepreneurship uh, in 2009 you know this entire mobility world was kind of you know coming up iphone was launched uh, just in 2007-8 iphone had come up android had come up so you know this this uh, this entire thing was kind of you know the the opportunity was seeming to be opening up at that time so i was very keen on that side so that's when we started uh, decimal and uh, what could have been better than you know a few of our us friends coming from the class classmates coming together to start decimal mm. so three of us 
uh, who were classmates in Ahmedabad came together and started Decimal. And uh, I think it, it has been a fantastic journey with friends. So that's the first thing. And uh, banking, financial services, and mobility, this combination was something that I always excited, I was excited about. Uh, I understood financial services because that, that's where I used to work in the US. In the mm -hmm. US, I used to work with this company, which was in financial services. Uh, technology, basically, I'm, I'm, I'm a computer science and information technology. So I wanted to do something in the combination of these. Now, looking at, you know, trying to recall first customers, couple of few customers, I think the first few customers came through references. Uh, the first customer was uh, ITC, which was not financial services, but ITC was our first customer. And uh, ITC was customer because one of our classmates uh, from Ahmedabad uh, was kind of, you know, a senior officer in ITC and he was struggling with the problem. And mm -hmm. you know, once in a, we were sitting for a dinner together and he talked about that problem and we, we kind of gave him confidence that we can solve that problem. And he said, why don't you do a POC for us? We did a POC for them and you know uh, that the POC worked well and ITC became a customer. Similarly, uh, I think next two, three customers again came through references. So I think uh, for us, we have built this business uh, through only two things, I would say. First, the entire circle that we had, a uh, circle of friends and you know who were always trying to help classmates in Ahmedabad or our undergrad days who were trying to help. And second, when we were working with a customer, we did our best. We kind of tried to uh, return the best possible on the investment done by the customer. And every customer became a reference for us. So I think it's word of mouth that we have been kind of, you know, uh, we have got all, pretty much our entire business. Uh, we have out of whatever customers we have, I think 80% customers came through references only. Can you also tell us uh, what were the initial setup product? In fact, what was the first product and the first three products that you built at Decimal? Sure, sure. So if you look at our first product since ITC was a customer and we were in the mobility space, uh, ITC had this problem that they were not able to track their salespeople in the rural areas. So they had struggle of, you know, uh, so ITC people would go and book orders for distributors in the rural areas. But you know, that was all done on paper and you know, paper was given to the distributor. But ITC had no idea about the productivity. I see ITC had no idea about, you know, which retailer is booking order for what products. So there was no visibility in the tertiary uh, part of the value chain. Mm -hmm. So on the tertiary sales side, there was no, uh, no kind of visibility. So ITC was grappling with that problem. And uh, we kind of, you know, we created mobile application, which was given in the hands of uh, salespeople. So they used to book order on a Nokia mobile phone at that time. It wasn't a smartphone. And, mm. you know, uh, they would they would select the retailer name. They would select, you know, the product and quantity. And the order will automatically go to the distributor and to ITC. So that brought in the complete visibility uh, of the one, productivity of the sales team. Second, what kind of products are being demanded by what kind of retailers in which areas? So I think mm. that worked out fantastic for ITC. And that became a huge project in ITC later. And we were, we were serving pretty much like entire North India for ITC at that time. Mm -hmm. That was our first product. And second was uh, with Max Life Insurance. Okay. So Max Life Insurance was doing a very good business at that time through agents. They had some 30,000 agents who were active on the field, who were kind of selling insurance policies. And the problem was again the same. Max Life had no visibility of the pipeline. 
which means hmm. you know uh, these agents are meeting 30000 agents are meeting uh, 50000 people or uh, 90000 people so what business should itc expect and what kind of deals they are losing they never knew so, so how would they train people if they don't know what they are losing on so their the struggle was twofold they didn't they could not predict their business and second they could not very heuristically or very data driven uh, decision could not be made on what kind of training need to be done for what which agents so mm. that 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 was a problem business problem that they were struggling with so we gave again a mobile application which was on feature phones again at that time you know smartphones were not very popular and even data connectivity was not popular so mm. not everybody had data connectivity i remember you know for gprs activation you had to call airtel and you know you had to call hatch and then they would activate your gprs so Great. not everybody had data so we gave uh, mobile application in the hands of agents every agent would book uh, would kind of record all the leads that they meet with all, all the people that they meet with on daily basis and then which lead gets converted they would record on the phone it was a very simple application uh, but that worked amazingly well for max life and i remember the product name it was called activizer and you know it was used by 30000 agents uh, and it really brought in a lot of value for max life they were able to predict the business one because they had a visibility of pipeline and second they were able to identify what kind of leads uh, agents were losing so what kind of training was needed for them and then then kind of that grew up into a new work system they called it new work system in max life <laughs> which was the entire sales process was revamped this is the data which was kind of churned out by this application so it was a fantastic initiative and you know the the, the management of max life had a great vision and we created that for them it worked out fantastic for them and just to kind of tell you another thing which which must be surprising for uh, uh like you know youngsters of today sure all these applications since there was no gprs connectivity all these applications used to work on sms network mm-hmm. which means the two way data communication from phone to server and server to phone used to happen on sms because uh, everybody did not have gprs connectivity so it was kind of you know it was a very uh, i would say the programming at that time was far more complex because you had to go beyond the means available to make the things happen so and no android and uh, and not not many programmers were available on those feature phones we had to write you know uh, j2me code and all uh, to kind of serve create those application so i think those times were uh, really innovative i would say of course innovation continues to happen today as well but i think that was a time when you know the 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 whole idea was to go beyond the means that are available to solve the problem mm. so today technology has advanced far more and there are many more means available but that time you didn't have too many means so i think that these were our first products and i think uh, we still uh, take pride in the products that we created then i think they were fantastic products they solved real problems on the on the ground i think that is so interesting and kind of says a dna for the technology and the company as well to go beyond the means uh, can you tell us what are the different challenges that uh, you have faced so far while building and growing this venture so prior uh, to the whole ideas if you look at when you talk of challenges in entrepreneurship the biggest challenge in entrepreneurship is uncertainty um, you don't know that whether your next month's salary is going to come or not to come for the entrepreneur himself for short i think the biggest challenge is uh, your ability to stay focused stay focused your ability to stay uh, on the path your ability to stay energized uh, with all the uncertainty that's around you so one thing that you know and especially in the initial days when you start a business and now if you look at 
today the entire environment of investment is far more evolved and you know much better it kind of offers far better what do you call uh, opportunity to the entrepreneurs and uh, not to everyone but you know to to at least the selected few uh, that a lot of uncertainty uncertainty is taken care of uh, but if you are not a funded organization i mean you are growing the biggest challenge is that you know you may not get customers every month you may not get you know you may not find relevant customers every month and not that because your product uh, market fit is not there or your product is not good because the whole idea is the reach to the market needs money it needs kind of in a deep pockets it needs you need to be able to reach to the uh, people who need that product it's not just about having a product it's also about connecting the product with the potential customers so right. i think uh, that takes huge amount of effort it takes huge amount of reach in the market to make that happen so that's the biggest challenge and you know uh, the biggest challenge is that you as an entrepreneur cannot have a day uh, where you kind of you know you give up the biggest challenge is that you no know, you are the biggest risk to the entrepreneurship so the entrepreneur himself is the biggest risk to the venture the day entrepreneur uh, feels low or gives up i think that day the business is kind of you know business at highest risk of coming down so that's that's kind of you know the biggest challenge that i would say but i think other challenges if you look at uh, uh, challenges around you know funding challenges around uh, hiring the best talent uh, if you are not funded then you know, your ability to hire the best talent is not there you can't really uh, pay in competition to the funded organizations so then you know uh, since you don't have the best talent your ability to kind of innovate and you know do the best products in the market world class products it, that also diminishes so that's that's these are uh, it's it's all about you know for especially for sectors like ours where it's all technology driven it's all about people it's all about people what kind of team you create in the beginning uh, mm. and not just kind of you know technology people but everybody i think initial couple of people decide the path of your organization so first couple of people need to be absolutely committed uh, you as an entrepreneur need to have ability to keep them motivated because when you have that entire uncertainty they also understand and they also see that uncertainty mm. they're also not sure if they're they're going to grow the company or the company is not going to grow so i think uh, uh, it's the problems around people whether it's about a uh, capability or keeping them motivated or uh, making sure that they are committed and you kind of showing them their growth was another second set of problem you know which needs to be taken care of other than that i think uh, the problems are uh, when you are small the customers are not willing to pay you uh, money which is kind of you know which is uh, which is comparable to what they pay to the large organizations mm. which is unfair which is uh, you may be solving the same problem uh, you you are solving the same problem but another branded organization is also solving the same problem your True. product may be even better than them but still you may not be paid uh, the way they are paid so you know you need to you need to be very very conscious about uh, your positioning you need to be very very conscious about uh, when you are going to the customer what kind of positioning you create in front of them that decides your um, your compensation for the product that decides your pricing uh, so i think their entire desperation desperation does not need to come uh, come there you need to kind of um, entrepreneurs are desperate you know they are desperate to make the success happen but right. that desperation needs to be somewhere lat latent and it needs to be hidden somewhere you can't have the desperation come out so on one side you are desperate to close the uh, product or close the deal on the other side you need to 
show that swag and you know that you are doing the best thing you want the best price for that so i think uh, those are certain things that you know entrepreneurs in the initial days struggle with but i think uh, the, the, the good thing is that there are uh, in india entrepreneurship has seen amazing evolution in the last couple of years now there are a lot of people those who can mentor those who can you know really uh, help uh, younger people to grow and uh, come out of these problems so i think now the ecosystem is far more evolved to uh, help entrepreneurship uh, as a purpose i would say rather than profit profession so i think that's something you know uh, which is there today but these problems are the ones which are more like you know which are fundamental and which are right. there with all kinds of businesses whether you are in technology you are in e-commerce you are in uh, trading or whatever uh, the, these are the problems that you know you come across in pretty much all the businesses true true so true uh, lalit you spoke about uh, staying focused as an entrepreneur so as an entrepreneur entrepreneur you are expected to stay focused and energetic throughout the journey and when you are not uh, focused not uh, consistent then your business also suffer which you also rightly mentioned but can you tell us how do you manage situations where you get restless tired or you lose focus so let me first tell you that what brings that focus and what brings that passion uh, for anything Uh, sure. the biggest thing that kind of you know affects your passion or your ability to stay focused or ability to sustain through uncertainty and challenges is your belief in what you are doing so i think if you believe in what you are doing uh, then your ability to give out go out and give your best is far higher hmm. so uh, i think if you don't believe in something you don't believe in the cause of that thing even if it pays you tons of money you don't really uh, your ability to deliver the best is compromised for sure so the first thing is that you know your belief in what you are doing hmm. so i think at the biggest uh, the, the one thing that i would go out and advise is whenever we are picking up any venture i think it's very important to pick the area or kind of start a venture in the area where we have a very strong belief hmm. uh, i think uh, today you can there are best companies there are unicorns there are uh, billion dollar companies in every line of business you could be a billion dollar company by uh, creating a services business you could be a billion dollar company in technology space you could be a billion dollar company by uh, just providing kind of you know maybe uh, cleaning services so you mm. know you could be a billion dollar company in providing kind of security services the whole idea is that if your belief is there then you know that is the best area to uh, get into that's the first thing i would i would say Uh, but having said so uh, while you have believe there are times when you know uh, you feel low you feel uh, drained you feel that is a time you know two things help one is family support so your uh, friends and family support is something that you know uh, that is very very helpful uh, if your friends and family or your like you know your um, ecosystem which is around you if that is supporting you then you know when you get back home uh, somebody at home is there to tell you chinta mat kar theek ho jayega you know that those are the words you want to kind of listen to so those are the words that you are waiting for uh, and i think it's important to take your family and you know, your like you know very close knit uh, ecosystem with you they should have uh, they should have the buy in they should hmm. be along with you when you are trying to set up a business and i'm talking a very organic business today business could be kind of you know there could be the company could be a unicorn in like let's say one year's time or six months time but i'm talking of you know conventionally when when an entrepreneur starts business uh, it takes couple of years to kind of get to a certain scale it takes couple of years to kind of you know 
uh, get your product to a stage of where it is kind of you know accepted by the market so when you're going through that time i think your belief the support from family and immediate uh, uh, friends is something which is immensely helpful then i think another thing which is really helpful is that even you know there is no business when you don't see uh, pitfalls or bad days or you know when you're feeling low even if you are selling gold you know even in even in kind of pure gold business you have days when you know the price is not right when you're not doing the best so so i think uh, you cannot you don't think of selecting a business where you will not have bad days the idea is to make sure that even if you have bad days you will sustain through them there is no business where you, where you don't have bad days the only thing is you need to uh, see so your belief your family and your if you are really kind of doing good job uh, in terms of serving your customers well then customers are your biggest motivation customers come back and you know they they tell you that uh, no worry you are doing a good job you know they'll come back and give you business when your time is low they'll when you when you serve the customer well those customers will come back and support you when you know when the when the going gets tough so i think uh, uh, while every transaction every time we do business we make money from customers but doing justice to customers uh, doing uh, you're not uh, you're kind of you know delivering what you are charging for is mm. something if you stand by that then i think your customers come back and motivate you that's the biggest motivation you know and the way i said you know we we have been building this business only through references so our customers have given us uh, more business they have given us references they have come back and you know uh, stood by us when we were going through tough times and by that it means you know uh, when you are when you need money some customers have given come back and you know given us advance they, they would come as they, have, they when i remember in a couple of years back there were customers who said okay fine we understand if you need money we are okay to give you this money in advance so i think uh, that's another thing you know which really helps you so i think the entire uh, your value system if that value system is kind of you know quite aligned uh, everyone the business has to make money but the purpose of business cannot be making money making money is incidental so mm -hmm. business has to scale up business has to grow but the growth is not the purpose the growth has to be incidental the purpose has to be solve some real challenge to kind of serve some customer once you do that i think it's uh, it's kind of you know uh, those those kind of things the environment itself itself comes back and motivates you the people around you whether it's customers your partners your employees your family they come back and come back and motivate you so i believe in like you know the fundamentals of doing business have to be absolutely strong if you have strong fundamentals uh, if you have strong belief i think things work out i think that is so true uh i just have uh, two more questions for you due to constraint of time uh tell us what is the meaning of entrepreneurship for you how do you define the term entrepreneur very very difficult question i'll very difficult i'll try to do justice to that but yeah <laughs> but great question so if you look at you know uh, the entire entrepreneurship is i i i relate entrepreneurship with creation so if you look at you no know, um, if you look at mother creates life right mm. uh, entrepreneurs create uh, economy they create business so entrepreneurship is uh, i relate entrepreneurship with creation and i think if you know look at why do entrepreneurs why are entrepreneurs willing to go through uh, a tough life fail again come back and do entrepreneurship again and may not succeed again by the way mm. uh, the only reason is because you know the sense of creation uh, it gives you that it's so fulfilling it's so fulfilling that you know 
you have created something from scratch you are able to kind of you know contribute to the world uh, or the nation economy uh, through what you have created is a fantastic feeling i would say it's a fantastic uh, thing that you know uh, that one goes through i think the journey of creating something seeing that thing to contribute to the world to the life of people and to your life also is is a very fascinating thing so you know how imagine our mother kind of you know she's so happy to see her uh, kid grow you know she and the kid may not be may not give anything back to the mother but mm. mother is still quite happy with you know kid growing and kid, kid kind of you know doing very well in life i think it's a similar feeling it's a very similar feeling that uh, entrepreneurs go through so entrepreneurship is all about creation it's all about you know your ability to uh, create and your ability to create when you're not able to see beyond a certain point as well so you know I, the whole idea is that uh, you have to see something which uh, which is not very obvious which is not very uh, which is not very visible to everyone and then you are willing to put your opportunity cost at a risk you are willing to kind of you know put anything else they could have done at a risk and go for it so that's i think that's what entrepreneurs do uh, and i think i don't think it's about whether you are whether you scale up you become unicorn or you don't become a unicorn i think every entrepreneur uh, i have huge respect for entrepreneurship and entrepreneurs uh, the kind of you know uh, the creation that they do they are the ones who propel the economy they are the ones who kind of you know create new um, uh, opportunities in the economy for the economy to grow so i think that's how i relate to entrepreneurship okay uh my final question to you tell us the different lessons that you have uh, learned as an entrepreneur which we can take away and apply to our lives and especially our ventures that you, that will build right so i think couple of uh, things which i i personally think uh, first is uh, it's all about working with humans so even if you are in the uh, business of manufacturing something which is completely robotic still people those who work for business are the ones who define the business mm. so be very very conscious about uh, whom you hire whom you deal with how you deal with them you have to have a humanitarian empathetic view for people uh, that's that's the first learning that i have second learning uh, i think your value system that you define for the organization uh, whether it's you know value system of respect or value system of excellence uh, you need to live that thoroughly so i think your value system needs to reflect uh, values of the uh, founders entrepreneur or founding team uh, that that has to reflect in the organization so you have to build a very strong culture around the values that initial people bring to the table you can't fake it don't even try to fake it that's the second message i would have uh, third message i would have is that you know today in this world of innovation uh, earlier if you look at you know the the entire businesses grew on the power of scale on the power of you know uh, what what i would say money uh, but i would say this is a time when you know the growth is going to led by uh, design and innovation so you need to and unfortunately we in india need to be a little more strong in design design specifically i would say Uh, we might be great at kind of you know services we are great at uh, maybe scaling up uh, but i think something that we need to understand is uh, designing something uh, which is kind of innovative 
and creating the design that is far more scalable, far more accepted in the market is very, very important. We, we don't really focus on the design aspect of it. We don't focus on the design of our roads. We don't focus on the design of our mm. um, kind of you know, civil infrastructure that we create. So I think it's very, very important to focus on design. Uh, and and I think one uh, counter argument or like argument which is contrary to this is we are focused on speed. We think ki bas sab jaldi ho jai. You know, all of us, uh, you know, we think that, okay, uh, I think uh, by seeking speed, you do not get speed. Uh, you want to drive fast does not mean that you are actually driving fast. So I think it's very important to focus on the right aspects of business and design being one of them that actually gives you speed rather than you trying to kind of produce something hurriedly that does not succeed. And then you try three more attempts to make it successful rather than that design it right the first time. Mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, these are certain uh, learnings that I have had. Uh, I think a couple of other things that one more thing I, w- I would, I would not want to kind of talk of uh, too many learnings. Otherwise it will not be um, because everything is a learning. Every day is a learning. One last thing I would want to say is that, you know, uh, don't try to do everything and anything that comes your way. Stay focused. It's very, very important to do. So less is more. The message is less is more. Uh, mm. The idea is uh, as an entrepreneur, you are, you have ability to see opportunity in everything. You have ability to kind of, you know, uh, see every possibility that may happen, but you can't solve all the problems. You can't create 20 businesses in like, you no know, uh, two years. So try to make sure that whatever you're doing, make it excellent, make it scalable, scale it up, go deep in that rather than kind of spreading yourself too thin, uh, go deep in what you're doing uh, is something that I would advise people. I think I would just stop at that. Uh, thank you for joining us, Lalit. And it was a very unique session for us because of the perspectives were very unique. Uh, thanks for your time and our best wishes for uh, Decimal Technologies. Thank you so much and uh, thank you and uh, best wishes for all the entrepreneurs who are listening out there. Thank you so much.